0: hey everybody welcome to budge episode 16. today we're going to talk about something that may seem a little overly simplistic it may seem even a little trite and you may be kind of rolling your eyes when we start to break it out but trust me it is none of the above man it is something that makes a huge difference in your life your leadership and in your organization so stay tuned and listen to the little thing that makes a big difference all right, hey! I tell you what, we are going to start rolling through this today. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a fun one for me. Not that all of them aren't fun, but I've really, really been looking forward to this. This is a topic that uh, I love talking about. Today is going to be a little bit different in that it's probably um, it's it's going to be uh, hopefully anyway. It's going to come across more like a conversation than it is a quote unquote session. Um, know some in the past, you know, I, I give you 0.1, 0.2, that kind of thing. And we're going to end with some stuff like that. But for the most part, uh, I just want to share some very simple, random, what I call interesting thoughts on this particular, on this particular subject. And I know you don't even know what the subject is yet because all the tags said that we sent out was a little thing that makes a big difference. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, man, this, what I have found is what we're going to talk about today, this little thing we're going to talk about today. What I have found is that when you practice this, it makes a gigantic major difference in everything. It makes a difference in your life, makes a difference in your marriage. It makes a difference at work. And when you take this little thing and begin to implement it into your leadership, when you begin to implement it into your culture, it changes things. And and it's it's and I'll be honest with you, it this is why I say it's a little thing that makes a big difference because it's something I think we take for granted. It's something I think that we maybe think we're really good at. I think it's something that we all of us maybe to some extent have, but I don't know that all of us have this characteristic this trait of actually practicing what this is. But when we, again, when we start to implement this into our leadership and into our work, and I'm going to give you some ways you can do that before we hang up today. So I'm not just going to tell you what it is and give you some interesting facts and off we go. I'm going to give you some stuff you can do, some practical, some fun stuff you can do in your organizations, maybe even in your homes um, and, and definitely in your life and your leadership that you can do to practice this. And when you do, uh, the, again, this affects every part of your life. And here's another thing that's interesting. And I don't know that there are very many things like this. When you begin to practice this in a genuine way, um, it, as I said, it affects your life and your leadership, but it also affects your health. It affects your emotions. Uh, it'll affect your spiritual life. Uh, it, it, it when I, when I tell you it's a little thing, it makes a big difference, man. I mean, it makes a huge, huge difference. So I'm going to share some random thoughts with you today, uh, things that I have picked up over the years, things that I have read about, things I've studied. And I would say I've been probably on this um, about an eight-year span here of coming back and forth to this subject. I'll I'll study it for a while and talk about it, then I'll leave it and I'll come back. and, And it just seems like once I get away from it, I I read something else and there it is again. Somebody else has a different spin on it. And So I have uh, both paper files and computer files of thoughts and quotes and links and articles and all this stuff, books I have on my shelf that all support and surround this idea. So what is this little thing that makes a big, big difference? Now, if we were live, obviously what I would do is I'd say, all right, what is it? And then you'd begin to shout out your answers. Um, so obviously we're not live. Anybody got an idea? Take a shot, type it in. What is this little thing that makes a big difference that affects every area of your life? Your well-being, your health, your emotions. I'm looking at the chat box now. I'm looking at the chat box. That's uh, okay. I got kindness. That would probably work. Connection, that would work. And and by the way, you're right on both of those. Happiness, that works. Actually, what I'm going to talk about creates happiness. So it's even deeper than that and creates kindness, by the way. So uh, Grace, Callan, Grace, beautiful. Callan's been listening. Complimenting, communication. (laughs) I love it. I love it uh yeah these are all little things that do make a big difference all right here we go the little thing that makes a big difference gratitude gratitude really truly being grateful for the things for your life for your work for the people around you i'm telling you when you begin to practice in an authentic way gratitude it changes the game. And and what I've noticed is that people are actually drawn to people who are grateful people. There are a lot of things that run counter to gratitude. And and I'm going to share a few of these things with you. And and think about this. When you approach somebody who has these kind of counter gratitude qualities, you kind of want to stay away from a little bit. You know, you kind of just want to walk the other way if you see them coming. And you kind of want to like if a big group of you go to lunch or something, you want to sit at the other end of the table. Um, and and you just, you, you kind of avoid, it's not the kind of people that, you know, you go to parties and hang out with and tell them, wow, what a difference you've made in our in my life and in our organization. Uh, obviously, any kind of negative slant is going to run counter to gratitude. Like, I don't think you can be negative and grateful at the same time. I just don't think the two can coexist. Let's say you're driving down the road and you see this, you see this lottery billboard and it says, Powerball, $200 million. And you go, man, wouldn't that be awesome? $200 million. And your friend in the seat goes, yeah, right. You got to give half of it to the government. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If I give $100 million to the government and I'm still $100 million up, listen, I would give 75% to the government and still be $50 million up. Now, here's what I'm telling you that person that negative slant they're really good at seeing what they don't have versus what they do have do you see it and 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 it comes up in a lot of different areas and this is one of the things i think that runs counter to gratitude trust me i don't know in my life if i would notice the difference between 50 million and 200 million i don't really think that would matter much to me even though it's 150 million dollars i'm just thinking Am I really going to notice that? I don't think so. I'm going to be extremely grateful for $50 million, I promise you. So um, here's another thing that runs counter. Cynicism runs counter to gratitude. Like, you know, when somebody says thank you or when they express some sort of gratitude and then this person like, oh yeah, what do they want now? You know, that cynicism can run counter to gratitude. And you probably do not like being around cynical people. Um, Minimizing. The reception of gratitude. And here's what I mean by that. If somebody pays you a nice expression of gratitude, if they say thank you, and you kind of shrug it off as, oh, it was no big deal. Oh, are you kidding me? That was horrible. And you shrug that off. That person typically doesn't understand the power of gratitude. You know what you're supposed to say when somebody compliments you? You know what you're supposed to say when somebody expresses gratitude? You're supposed to say thank you and then shut up. This is the right way to receive gratitude. Now, I'm telling you, I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to anybody else, because I do not do well at receiving uh, gratitude sometimes. But when that person minimizes the reception of gratitude, it actually runs counter to gratitude. Complaining runs counter to gratitude. Whiners are not grateful people. Grateful people typically are not Winers, Do you see already how this practice of gratitude can make a major difference in, in cultures, in, in your workplace, in your homes or wherever else? Arrogance runs counter to gratitude. You cannot be arrogant and grateful at the same time. I just, the two do not coexist. And here's one more that uh, this one just drives me nuts, man. Why in the world should I say thank you when they are doing what they are supposed to be doing anyway? Are you kidding me? So this all of those things run counter to gratitude and all of those things will keep you in this bubble in this then this in this box of just not practicing true gratitude and and and, and, and as I said earlier you know, you're going to miss out on so many blessings, on so many good things. You're going to miss out on so many uh, uh, really cool things in life and in in, in your leadership uh, is not going to be as effective as it can be when you begin to practice. You begin to practice gratitude, uh, like I said, in a genuine and authentic way. So let me just share with you some, these are random thoughts, man. When I say random, like I'm not even going to say one, two, three, there's no order to this at all. Um, I just want to have a conversation with you. I want to share these thoughts with you about gratitude and things that I have found. And trust me, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I found so much more than just this. Here's the first thing. The very definition of gratitude, and I love this. The very definition of gratitude, the dictionary definition of gratitude is readiness to show appreciation for. Readiness to show appreciation for. Now, here's why I like that. Because gratitude is not just a response. I think sometimes we look at gratitude as a response, not just a response. Uh, Thank you is a response. Thankfulness may be a response, but gratitude is a practice. It's an attitude. It's a way of being. It is just kind of who and what you are. It's not just a response. So the very dictionary definition of gratitude shows us readiness to show appreciation. It shows us that you are ready at all times, which means you carry with you this heart of gratitude and you are ready to show appreciation anytime, anywhere. And and, and I love, love, love that definition. I love that thought on what gratitude is. Here's another one. People are least likely to express gratitude in workplaces. Now, these are studies and articles that I've read over the years. People are less likely to express gratitude in the workplace despite wishing to be thanked more often themselves at work. Now, you need to let that set in for just a minute. The irony of this, a lot of people, when you survey the people, what would make work better? And I've read studies like this. What would make, I remember the very first one I read, this was like 15 years ago. First study I read on this, it was, it was a bank. And they said, what would make the workplace culture better? What could the leaders do in your organization that would make everything better? They said, say please and say thank you. That's it. This is why this is a little thing that makes a big, big difference. Say please and say thank you. So people are less likely to show and express gratitude in the workplace despite wishing to be thanked more often themselves at work. So that shows me that sometimes, oftentimes, we do not set our cultures up to be grateful places and to be places that are safe maybe um, to to, to, to express gratitude. Surveys report that when people say thank you, it makes them feel happier and more fulfilled but on any given day, only 10% acted on that impulse. While I say, saying thank you, makes me feel happier and more fulfilled. Only 10% of those people act on that on any given day. And 60% say they never express gratitude or they do so once a year. That's troubling to me. What would happen? What would happen to our leadership? What would happen to our cultures? What would happen in and around our organizations if we make gratitude just simply one of the things that we do here and one of the things that we are here all the time? I'm telling you, huge difference. Here's another one. Grateful people are more resilient to stress, whether it's minor stress or major stress. Now I've studied a guy named Robert Emmons. He's the one that actually found this. He's the one that that, that surveyed this. He's at UC Davis, California University of California at Davis, uh, and his name's Robert Emmons. And he's the one that said this. And if, if you ever get a chance, or you're it, beyond this, beyond this, uh, beyond this call, if you are interested or you want more on this, just Google Robert Emmons gratefulness and just read of what this guy has found. It's 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 really pretty cool stuff, but. I have practiced this. I have actually coached some people uh, on on gratitude. That sounds weird. So um, maybe that's what I am. Maybe I'm a gratitude coach. I don't know. But anyway, so I've actually coached some people on this, and we begin to implement small elements of gratitude. And sure enough, we find out that when stress comes, these people are more resilient to gratitude. So I kind of tested this out, and I've tested it out for me, actually. So think about this: during 2020, when you know stress for the world kind of went to a new level because we're facing something we never faced before, the people that I talked to, the people that I work with, uh, even my friends, you know, that just I would meet with or uh, uh, you know at Starbucks or whatever, the people that I know that are grateful, they carry with them this attitude of gratefulness. They were more resilient to the stress of 2020 than those that we're not. Now remember, what runs counter to gratitude? Complaining. You see this? And when stress hits, that person who doesn't practice gratitude, what do you think they're doing? They're complaining about the stress, which the irony of that is it just continues to increase the stress. So it's a never-ending cycle. And when I start practicing gratitude, it changes the game, and I now become more resilient to stress. I'm not telling you I love stress anymore. I'm telling you I become more resilient to stress. The American Psychological Association. Now, this one's alarming, not that the other ones aren't. This one may be the most alarming. The American Psychological Association surveyed thousands of people. They found that 93% of employees who reported feeling valued said they are motivated to do their best work at work. 93% who said they felt valued. In other words, somebody was expressing gratitude to them. 93% said they were motivated to do their best work and 88% said they felt more engaged. Now we look for ways in our organizations to boost engagement. We look for ways to create engagement. And and, and I've worked with a lot of your teams on this call, and you've heard me say this, the culture rises and falls on the leader of the people in that organization. So Carnegie studied this years ago and, and put this report, it's a white paper, you can find it online. What really increases engagement in the workplace Is The the number one answer is is the relationship with the immediate supervisor, the immediate leader. And for for some of you on this call, that's you. When you express, studies show this, when you express gratitude, 93% of the people report feeling, uh, uh, say that they are more motivated to do their best work, which is why I say gratitude is such a little thing that makes such a huge, huge difference. This this particular thought that I'm getting ready to share with you came from Harvard, and, and if, if you're interested in reading more about this, uh, you can read Sean Aker's book on happiness called The Happiness Advantage. Um, and uh, he this guy's got a lot of very very cool things to say about happiness. And one of the things that Harvard Harvard studied happiness about 35 years, they've got some very interesting reports on happiness. And one of the things they found about happiness is that that there are so many people. That are waiting to be happy so that they have something to be grateful for and it just doesn't work that way and what harvard has found is that gratitude makes you happy happiness does not make you grateful it, it, it and and what they found is that if you're not grateful for what you have now even when you have a lot you're probably not going to be any more grateful why it's because gratefulness is not a response it is a readiness to show appreciation for it is an attitude it is a way of being so gratitude makes you happy happiness does not automatically make you grateful and so some people sit around waiting for something to happen so that they can be grateful this is that person you said you know hey uh boy it's been a been a great day hasn't what's been great about it you know, you get that kind of response back, you know, like Thanksgiving, like, hey, do you have Thanksgiving with your family? Yeah, I really got a lot to be thankful for. And it's just all kinds of responses that people have. It's like, dude, I'm telling you, you've got a lot to be grateful for. Well, I will when I get when my ship rolls in, then I'll be then I'll be grateful, or then I'll be happy or whatever. No, 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 If you're not happy and grateful now, you're not gonna be happy and grateful then. So gratitude makes you happy. Happiness does not necessarily make you make you grateful. Gratitude, I love this thought. I, I've shared this with some people that are close to me, I, I uh, uh, family members and others who are close to me that deal with these types of things. Gratitude is the antidote to comparison. It's the antidote to jealousy. It's the antidote to envy. Um, usually when we're comparing ourselves to somebody else, we are not content and grateful for what we have right now. And when we start looking beyond what we have right now and wishing we had this or wishing we had that, uh, more often than not, we're really not grateful for what we have. So gratefulness, gratitude is the antidote to comparison. It's the antidote to jealousy. It's the antidote to discontentment. Uh, In your organizations, if you have people that are you know, and, and I don't know, drama sometimes exists, oftentimes exists from jealousy and envy. And when you have that kind of stuff going on, when you begin to implement gratitude, remind people what they really have to be grateful for, um, and look around them for, you know, for, for what when they start looking around for what they have, it changes the game. So gratitude is the antidote to comparisons, the antidote to jealousy, antidote to envy. I don't think I'm willing to say that that it is the the all-out antidote to drama, although I will tell you that where there are grateful people there is definitely less drama gratitude this is a, this is a this is another thing i've i've looked at and studied over the years and i have personally experienced gratitude lasts longer than monetary or tangible gifts or rewards gratitude lasts longer than monetary rewards monetary gifts tangible gifts or rewards the gratitude behind the bonus is what lasts a long time. Uh, I want you to think about, you know, somebody, maybe this has happened to you, but I've I've had so many people confirm this and want, want to talk about this in, in sessions, um, is that when somebody, let's say somebody gave you a gift card to your favorite restaurant as an act of gratitude, as a, as a you know, an act of appreciation. So they gave you this gift card. There's a $100 gift card, take your family out, go enjoy, it's your your favorite restaurant. I've had people tell me, and, and again, this comes back from you know years and years of study and research from other people, uh, other organizations that do this. Studies have shown that people will spend the gift card and then keep the gift card and put it somewhere where they see it every single day. The money's gone, but the gratitude lasts longer than the monetary gift or the reward or the gift card, the gratitude lasts longer than any single thing that you can give somebody. Um, there is a direct association, and I can't get into all this because it would take way too much time to tell you all of the associations. But there's a direct association between gratitude and well-being. Gratitude and well-being, and and again, after this call, if I've piqued your interest at all and you want to do more survey, uh, you want to do more research, you want to do, you know, more question asking uh, on your own about what gratitude does, you're going to find this in many, many, many articles, that gratitude is connected with well-being physically, spiritually, emotionally. Studies have found that people live longer, that they are happier, that they have less stress, that they're um their 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 immune systems are higher when gratitude is practiced and it's not just again saying thank you and just but it's 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 when this becomes a practice and when it becomes a way of being and when it becomes part of who you are it changes your mindset and it changes the game all the way around here's one more for you and then i'll give you some things that you can go do in your leadership and in your organizations. <clears throat> this is one that I learned when I was a kid. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying uh, I was I was raised in church, man. I've been in church my entire life. Um, and uh, my I, I come from a, a family of Jesus followers. And uh, I, I am a Jesus follower and have been, will be, and blah, blah. So I learned this early. And when you're a kid and you hear this, it doesn't make sense. But as you grow and learn life a little bit more and learn what the real meaning of this is, it changes the game. But I heard this when I was a kid, give thanks in all circumstances, give thanks in every circumstance, in the good and the bad. And and I heard that. And and, and if you are, if, if you're familiar, you know, if you're a church goer or you're a Jesus follower, then You've probably read, you know, pieces of the Bible and there's a guy named Paul and Paul's the one that says this. And if anybody has a right to complain about the crap in life that you've been through, this guy does, because it's just what he's been through is ridiculous. And he's the one that says this. He said, in everything, in everything, in all circumstances, in every circumstance, give thanks. Now, again, when you're a kid and you hear that, you're just thinking, that's the dumbest thing i ever heard in my life. Like if I break my leg, I'm supposed to be thankful for that. I remember as a kid, like I was like 10 years old, and I asked him, like, so if I break my leg, I'm supposed to be thankful for it? So I think we're missing the point. I know I certainly did when I was 10. The idea is to not be thankful for all things. Be thankful in all things. You see it? That changes the game. So while I'm not thankful for coronavirus, in no way, shape, or fashion, am I thankful for coronavirus, but I am thankful in the worldwide pandemic. That changes it. And I think that's where people confuse it. So not being thankful for, but being thankful in every circumstance, in every situation. So what good can I find? What can I look for? And what can I see that may be good in every circumstance and every situation I am? That's exactly what gratitude will do in you and through you. And it is, I'm telling you, it is a life changer. It's a culture changer. It's a leadership changer. It is that little thing that makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, Some of you know this. I lost my mom two and a half years ago. And, um mom did not want an all she didn't want like you know a traditional funeral and she made that very clear and so and I kept telling her mom you're not going to know the difference so but anyway so we honored that and we just did uh, a graveside ceremony only but at that graveside ceremony um, this was actually kind of a last minute thought of mine because my mom uh, she loved uh, she loved purple and she loved purple roses now I don't know if you ever tried to go buy purple roses, but they are stinking hard to find. But anyway, we just got lucky and we found a dozen purple roses. And so we took them. We took them to the graveside, and we gave those out to anybody who wanted to say something, a memory, a story, um, some some thought of gratitude, you know, about mom. And so the people who had those roses came up, and one at a time, they laid the rose down and they told some story and shared some things uh, and expressed gratitude uh, about about mom and, and I'm gonna tell you what man it I'm I'm like I never I don't care if I set through a traditional funeral anymore that was so much fun and that sounds silly to say but what happened during that time and think about this afterwards is that what we were doing collectively is we were expressing gratitude I was not thankful or grateful that I lost my mom. But in that situation, in that circumstance that we could do nothing about, that we could not control, we found a way to express gratitude. And that's comforting, which is another thing gratitude can do for you. It can bring a comfort, it can bring a calm, and it can bring a peace. And that's exactly what happened. So A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that gratitude can do in your life, in your leadership, and in your organizations. So what now can we do to begin to practice gratitude? Now, I'm going to give you some ideas here. Obviously, you're not going to go do them all, uh, but you can pick out one or two that you like, implement this in your life, implement this in your leadership, in your culture, in your organizations, you know whatever that be. So there are four things and I'm going to say these real quick. Then I'll come back and I'll talk about real quick. You can look for it. You can talk about it. You can teach it and you can practice it. Look for it, talk about it, teach it and practice it. And when you begin to do this, I can all but guarantee it'll, it'll change things. All right. Look for it. Look for it. Now, remember the very definition of gratitude is readiness to show appreciation. Look for things to be grateful for. Look for things to be grateful for. Have these conversations with your team randomly. What is it right now that we can be grateful for? Now, remember, in good times and in bad times, look for things. In other words, condition yourself to be ready to see and show appreciation. So look for it, talk about it, talk about it. Um, th- th- this here, Here's an idea for you. Uh, every time you start a team meeting, whether it's on Zoom or whether it's live and, and probably most of you are back to live now, anytime you start a team meeting, start with, let's go around the room and just one thing that's happened in the last week that you're grateful for. Word it however you wanna word it, but talk about it. Here's what I've learned. What you want, talk about. And I tell, I tell teams this all the time. What you want, talk about. If you want positive, then talk about positive. Don't just talk positive, but talk about positive. If you, if, if you want gratitude, talk about gratitude. Because what you talk about is what you're going to get. So talk about this. Um, and and, and go, around the, the, go around the horn there and just ask people, what are you grateful for? Just one thing real quick. What happened yesterday or what happened last week? Or does anybody want to give any kind of gratitude to anybody else in the room and just see what happens? So talk about it. Teach it. Teach it. Actually teach gratitude to people. This sounds silly, but you know what you could do? Pull up a TED Talk that you like and watch it as a team. Find an article that you like. And if you don't have any, email me. Be happy to send you some. Find an article and pass that around and talk about short articles just on on gratitude, have conversations about gratitude. So teach it, show people how to actually be grateful. And the last thing is practice it. Just practice, 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 practice it. If you don't feel like you're good at it, then what I would do if I were you is I'd set a reminder on your phone for every day at 2.30 to get up and go encourage somebody or get up and go show gratefulness. I told one guy this one time, he said, well, if I do that, I just feel like it's the thing that I'm doing just something I'm checking off my list. And I said, it is something you're checking my list because you're horrible at it. So you need to get up and go do this and you have to be reminded in order to make it a practice. You see, so practice it, Ex- practice expressing and express gratitude to people around you. And that may sound awkward and it may feel awkward at first but I'm telling you when you start to do it and it becomes part of who you are, it is unbelievably, unbelievably rewarding go on a gratitude tour this is one way you can express and practice gratitude go on a gratitude tour so i I, i've read a couple things and watched a couple things about people who've done this like every day for a year 365 days in a row they found someone that they were grateful for and expressed that and they told them why they were grateful for them so go on a gratitude tour do it once a week do it twice a week, do it every day for 30 days. Whatever you want to do and however you want to do it, practice that gratitude. Keep a gratitude journal. Uh, I've done this twice in my life. Every day for a year, I sat down and wrote something in a journal that I was actually thankful for. The first time I did this was 1995. But I had this cool looking journal I bought from Urban Outfitters. I didn't know what to do with it. And I thought, I'm just gonna keep a Thanksgiving journal. So I did. And I'm telling you, man, I sailed right through that Thanksgiving journal all the way up to about all the way up to about January 12th. And then I hit a wall. And I was like, well, I don't even know. I've just listed the 12 things I'm grateful for. It was like I've got like 350 some days to go. I don't even know what I'm gonna write. And you know what it did for me? It forced me to look deep, deep, deep into these things in life that we just take for granted. It forced me to look at those things in a whole different way, in a way that I was truly grateful for those things, and it wasn't just things I'm, you know, I'm grateful for food or I'm grateful for my wife. It was why and the the qualities and the characteristics. Remember the the definition: readiness to show appreciation, readiness to show, and it made me ready to look at things uh, in in a in a different in a different way. So. In your organizations, create a gratitude wall. Pick a wall somewhere that's blank or make one blank. A bulletin board. Uh, anything that you can do where it's in plain sight of everybody and start a gratitude wall. I've done this in two or three organizations. And uh, it's fun, man. It's fun to watch it grow. And whenever somebody does something and you want to send out a word of gratitude, you want to send out uh, a word of uh, of, of, uh, of thanks to somebody, they write it on a post-it note or any paper that you provide, and they stick it on that wall. You find a quote on gratitude, you put it on the wall. Anything you can do to keep gratitude and gratefulness in front of people, put it on that wall. And I'm telling you, it's a fun, fun thing to do. Get creative with it. And if you want more ways to do that, call me, be happy to chat through some of those ideas with you. But these are just real simple, simple ways and I'm telling you, you know, I told you before, I said, when I break this out to people and I start talking about gratitude, yeah, I don't I just, I feel like maybe, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a bad read on my part, but I feel like people think that this is just really too simple to make a big difference. This is exactly why I call it the little thing that makes a big difference. This will change the game in your life, in your leadership, and in your organizations. The little thing that makes a big difference, take it with you, pound it out, think about it read about it. Again, look for it, talk about it, teach it, and practice it. And let's see what happens. Anytime you want to chat about it anymore, let me know.